0: Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Um, Uh, It's conditional. It's conditional friendship as opposed to unconditional friendship.
1: Absolutely. But again, the only friends that we were really allowed to have was our upline and downline. And so, you know, you could talk casually with these people but even in your upline and downline it was just not you know it, it was very
0: um artificial yeah it was were really you weird. Uh, one of the other checklists uh that's on the bite model that I, that is interesting to me that happened to me um and see if it happened to you were you encouraged to spy on other people in in your organization and report back if they were doing things wrong no I like I to monitor to make sure that people or was that just strictly you were just supposed to monitor your downline. You weren't supposed to monitor. Like you more, said, you don't talk laterally. So there probably wasn't that Yeah, way that way.
1: Exactly. Um yeah, yeah, no, it it wasn't really that, you know, they um I mean there was a lot of mm,
0: making sure that people um, were doing what they're supposed to do.
1: Un- spoken. There was a lot of unspoken, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, you know, you would be like, well, you know, I've seen people do this and what they would do is, is they would, you know, like if I saw somebody doing something that I was like, Hey, is this, is this, you know, good or bad, or, or should we be doing something like this? I'd go to my upline about it. Um, you know, and they would tell me, Hey, no, 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 that's like, you know, that's not the way we do things in our, you know, um, line of sponsorship. And then, you know, the next meeting, they'd be talking about it and they'd be like, okay, this is, you know, this is not what we do, you know? So they kind of make an announcement, but they, they pretended like they were always super classy and better than all the other MLMs. So they try not to, to get like, like that. And they always said like, oh, you know, we'll totally be your friends, Even if you leave. And I never got, um, like publicly, um, humiliated or shunned for leaving, but I'm telling you, they completely blocked me out because we have not earned their time anymore. now that we've chosen to step out, right. you're losers
0: now, so and they don't valuable. have time for losers. You lost, exactly. sorry. Well, in the
1: way they talk about it too. And this is something that kind of goes into, um, that very, very black and white thinking you know, they're like, you know, people leave this business because they say um, that this way of making money is quote unquote, not their cup of tea, you know, uh, but you know, okay. So financial freedom, isn't your cup of tea? What, you know, making sure that your wife doesn't have to work a job and can stay home with the kids. That's not your cup of tea. Almost like if you consider any other way of making money, then um, you know, you're, you're not a, a good person. It's not that it's amway or the highway that is not reality people like there are so many other ways to make money there's so much so many other ways um to have fulfillment in your life and guess what you can work a freaking job and have fulfillment I love my job right now I think my job is absolutely fantastic um and I love being a job person sorry and I have like I I I you know I have freedom to make my schedule. It's not all that stressful. It's I'm having a great time. I'm making some good money. My husband gets to work from home. Thanks to (laughs) COVID-19. You know, he loves it now. Um, He loves being at home. He gets to stay home with the dogs. Um, And that's not bad. Just because we didn't want to scam people out of their money doesn't mean that we're bad people for saying it's not our cup of tea. Like it's just, it's silly
0: anyway. So funny. Um, yeah. no, of course tangents are great here because I feel like the tangents it lead to discussions that maybe somebody listening is like, Oh man, I wish they would talk about this. Oh, they're talking about this. So, um, yeah, going back to the bite model, um, now on the thought aspect of it, uh, number one, I'm reading made me feel very much like you probably experienced this, which is require members to internalize the group's doctrine as truth. Yes, By either adopting the group's map of reality as their reality or instilling black and white thinking, deciding between good and evil or organizing people into the us versus them or the outsides versus the insides or the in-group versus the out-group or the winners versus the losers. We've already determined now, Amanda, that you and your husband were losers.
1: We were absolute losers. Me too. I'm a big loser as well. Yeah.
0: Yep. And I'm happy about that.
1: <laughs> but so yes, the like,
0: Happiest loser you could ever
1: meet <laughs> Happiest loser. And I felt like I was winning so hard once we left. So, um, yeah, it was very, very much like it's, uh, their doctrine, it's their way or the highway, you know, um, uh, I know that another one is that they have, um, uh like their own language you know so going yeah, diamond and cliches. double eagle ruby you know um quit your stinking thinking all, all this stuff How? like this are really funny have you J-O-B- watched um,
0: J-O-B just over broke
1: yeah exactly exactly have you watched um on becoming a god in central florida
0: no because i don't have showtime we went ahead and i feel like show. i need Someone's showtime information. <laughs> I want to see it. It looks like I would love it. I mean, I'm sure it's about you're watching it on becoming a god in Central Florida, and you're like, oh my god, this is Amway. It's,
1: it's, it is about Amway. It's actually about Amway, and it's really funny. Some of the stuff they
0: they so um, have an, incredibly it's like,
1: relatable, super relatable. It gets like a little wonky towards the end, but the first few episodes, you're like. A freedom party is another thing that everybody talks about getting to leave your job and have a freedom party and like, wow. you know, saying essentially F you on your way out, you know, to your boss and all this stuff, like, and then like climbing in a limousine and all your downline and upline is there celebrating with you, watching you have your freedom party. And it's just, it's just
0: kind of ridiculous. Anyway, That's incredible that, I mean, freedom party is even that loaded language. Um, I mm-hmm. love, I just love the way that Steven phrases number three. Um, use of loaded language and cliches, which constrict knowledge, stop critical thoughts and reduce complexity complexities into platitudinous, which is maybe now my new favorite word platitudinous (laughs) buzzwords. I was like, yes, absolutely.
1: It was like
0: freedom party. That's a platitudinous buzzword where people are like, I want a freedom party. How do I get one? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And then, and then, um, and then specific language around like the, the recruiting tactics, which again, they don't call recruiting, they say it's, it's making someone aware of who's available for mentorship, um, dropping the message being like, hey, you know, maybe I can get you in front of my mentors, um, meet and greet meetings, rally, regional rallies, things like that. And then, um, you know, even even ugh, I remember there was this one guy, you know, people would be so excited about when certain people would go into talk and they would repeat phrases from their talks. There's this one guy who talked so fast. And just like shouted the whole time that you couldn't even process what he was saying. And so you're trying to write all of this information down. And you're like, oh, this must be good. No, it wasn't good. It was just fast and a lot of like alliterations
0: that sounded cool. Buzzwords,
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it really is. It really is yeah. complete nonsense. Uh, super, super hyper toxic positive nonsense. Uh, mm-hmm. And they say it so fast that you can't write it down. And the way that they're saying it and the excitement and the emphasis behind the words makes you think that it's incredibly important. Uh, it's all 100% uh, designed that way to mm-hmm. keep you almost in the dark while giving you information at the same time. Uh, it's so, it's mm-hmm. so planned that way.
1: Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's crazy. And then I'm forbidding critical questions about leadership doctrine or policy. Like, and and this is something that every MLM can, you know, or somebody in an MLM can relate to um, the the MLM itself, the structure itself is completely blameless. If there's a problem, that problem lies with you and you alone, you know, you're the problem, you know, but the you're not the first
0: person to say that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the common denominator is not the individual. The common denominator is the MLM.
0: MLM. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. And, and, uh, you know, you, you're supposed to, I mean, it's so funny. So at these big quarterly rally events or you know, our big events for the year. Uh, you know, it's, you put these leaders up on a pedestal. I'm not kidding. People would rush the stage when somebody would come out and be like, ah, freedom and be taking pictures and be crying and it was just this such a celebrity status that you, you you just these people can do no wrong these people are blameless and perfect and they've done the thing that we want to do so obviously they've done it right and we want to be just like them which just perpetuates this whole thing of duplication so that when they tell you to to do something oh my gosh okay i i wrote a note about this because I wanted to mention this. So when they tell you to do something such as don't invest in your 401k, because that's not going to retire you, what you do it. And I'm not even kidding. And they don't say, let me back up. They don't say don't invest. They say we stopped investing in our 401k. Also, you should be duplicating your up- upline. So what do you do? You stop investing in your
0: 401k. And this is the thing and you start that putting that contribution into the business to, versus into your 401k.
1: Exactly. Because that is what is going to retire you. Quote unquote. So they
0: also um, uh, uh, recommend liquidating your 401k and putting that money into the business as well. So they did not for us, but that was because we were pretty financially stable. We just had to
1: kind of pay off some debt. And like I said, good things happen in MLMs too. Good things happen in cults more bad things than good, but you know, you you get sucked in because of the good. We were able to pay off a lot of debt while we were in MLM. We still lost money from the business, but we did, um, you know, get out of all of my student loan debt. Yeah. And and that actually
0: happened to my friend, Courtney, the one that was in the vice documentary with me, everybody always comments Uh like, where'd all that money go? People don't know that when she joined LuLaRoe, she had over $250,000 worth of medical debt. And so the Mm -hmm. money she made paid that off. Yeah. People are like, where did that 50,000 a month she was making go? And it's like, well, on top of having to maintain this lifestyle that the MLM Mm -hmm. requires, you like, you got to look super rich. So you better buy that Louis. You got to look super rich. You better buy that BMW. You got to go on vacations. You got to say, Hey, look what the MLM is doing for me. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like she's paying off this debt and you know, a lot of people don't talk about that. So she was able to pay off her debt as well. Yeah. Um, but then once you get to that point, like there's still like, there's like you said, there is some good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there are some people are like, yeah, I learned how to manage a business by looking at what I'm not supposed to do. And I found the good in that. I, at the <laughs> yeah. end, I will ask you some questions and, and you can tell me about the good in the MLM, but yes, like there is a sliver of positivity if you can find it.
1: Of course, of course. And so, but we did, we stopped investing in our 401k for a long time. And and I'm not saying that 401k is the end all be all and the only way that you can retire. But the fact, okay, so if, if I were to talk to one of the big diamonds um, in, in Worldwide Group in Amway, and I ask them, okay, right now, you've got 500 downline, right? You know that not all of them are going to move on, correct? And they would agree with that. They say, no, of course, not everybody moves on. Not everybody believes in themselves is what they'd say. Enough to move on. Whatever. That's fine. Okay. You know that people are not going to move on, but you're still telling all 500 of them not to invest in their 401k, not to put money aside for retirement because this is their their retirement. So you know that not everybody is moving on. You know that, okay. But let's everybody out of 100- is
0: put going all in
1: exactly but everybody is going all in that means like two people are going to be benefiting and moving on out of every hundred or whatever um probably less than that but they they'd probably be like no no no, at least two are going to move on out of those hundred
0: and don't you want to be one of those two
1: exactly but but here's the thing How can you sleep at night knowing that you have told 98 people to stop investing in their 401k to start funneling money into this when they're not going to make a penny off of this business? They know that. How do they sleep at night? How do they sleep at
0: night? I have the answer. (laughs) I asked Jordan of LuLaRoe, who's, if you're not in LuLaRoe, you have no idea who he is, but he's the CEO's son. And I asked him that one time, not in the context of how do you sleep at night, but I'm like, "Oh my God, you guys are so busy and like, this is crazy. How do you sleep at night?" And you know what he said to me? "Hmm, solid." No oh my God. He's oh, like, "I have a Tempur-Pedic. So I sleep solid." I was like, "Oh, OK.
1: Good. Um, wow. Yeah, that just it baffles me, because if I had 10 downline and I told all of them to do the exact same thing, knowing that it was only going to work out for one person, that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. You know, I'd be like, well, some of you definitely need to be, you know, investing in a 401k or maybe looking at alternative means, you know, it's just, it's, it's really, really shady. And that makes me really sad. And, and on that note, the thing that actually was my trigger point that got me out is I sat down to next somebody next to somebody in a regional rally or some event that we had going on. And she was an older older gal. She was probably in her mid-50s, something like that, older than me, not older. I'm excited to be in my mid-50s. That's going to be a great time of my life. Um, You're not old until you decide you're old or you reach 120, whichever comes first. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so she was older than me, and I asked her how she was doing, kind of just small talk, you know, while we were waiting for the meeting to start. And she goes... um, my husband and I have been in this business for 16 years, but this is our year to move on. And she said it with oh zero God. hope in her eyes.
0: she never, she never, eyes.
1: never grew her business. Never uh, move on. By the way, I know I've said that a lot. That's what they say when you're actually, you know, building your business, quote unquote business.
0: So um, moving on in Amway is moving up.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what they say. Um, Anyway, so, um, so I looked at her and I was just like, "This is my future." Like, I know that I'm not growing the business because I'm I was sabotaging my results, as I said earlier. And here she is sitting sitting here saying that this is her year. It's not her year. Why is this year? Was she different? the same rank as you? Yeah, is there, like like one person under her. You know, I mean, like Why? I said, I I I never. I never had a big team. I actually, the only person I recruited was my sister. And I'm glad that she's forgiven me for doing that. I recruited my sister and she forgave me too. <laughs> yeah, but it was rough for a little while. I felt really bad for doing that. Um, anyway, it's just like, th- these people are not set up for retirement. You know, they're in their mid fifties. they They're, <laughs> I was just so sad for them. And I was like, we've got to do something else. This is not it. This is not working. And so slowly after oh. that, we kind of fizzled out. It was, it was so a you, slow burn
0: on our way So out. you literally were in a recruitment meeting, a training, whatever, you know, they're all the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're sitting mm-hmm. there. You're like, I don't know where you were feeling, like, were you feeling excited at the beginning of this day? Like, Hey, this is going to be a good day. You sit down in the seat, you meet this person next to you who've never met before. Uh, don't know this person have no affiliation other than you're in the same company. And she looks at you and she says, this is our year to, to finally And you go, holy crap, this is my future. She's clearly brainwashed and has Mm -hmm. no sense that she's in this. We got to get out.
1: But yes, but she also said it with such hopelessness in her eyes and such defeat. And I think that that resonated with me. Like robotic almost. Yeah, because that's the exact same way I had been feeling. I had just never realized it. I had felt like such a loser because I was quote unquote, not able to recruit people into this mentorship opportunity. And are you, you know, I must
0: be me. Of course, of
1: course. And maybe it was because me and Jason, our marriage was on the rocks and we were doing so poorly. Maybe that was the reason. So if we got our marriage on track and we, we both went out and built the business, maybe then we would, we would move on, but obviously the problems with us and not with the mentorship we were getting, not with the product, not with, you know, um, the, the line of affiliation, not with worldwide, nothing that couldn't have been the problem. It had to be us. Right. And that's just what we, where we were. And we were just in such a perpetual state of losing and feeling terrible because, you know, we'd come home at night defeated because we hadn't recruited anybody into the business or nobody wanted the opportunity or, you know, we didn't find any winners.
0: And And you guys um, are newlyweds and already struggling in your marriage because of this mm -hmm. whole other thing that affects you, but isn't even a part of your marriage at all. And it's this affiliation with Amway. Um, And so, and that was something that you, you wrote in the survey of something that you, you wanted me to know was, was these marital issues and the way that Amway handled that. Um, If you want to talk about that, I think it would be really valuable for people who are in, are currently in that situation to hear your experience.
1: Absolutely. And again, I, I, everybody in, in MLM is at one point a victim and a, per, a perpetrator. So absolutely, um, I, I don't, I don't harbor any ill feelings against individuals, including my upline who gave us terrible advice. I, d- I don't, I don't harbor resentment. I don't feel like that's good for, for me personally, or for, for others who are looking to get out. I, I just, that's not what I, that's not my MO. That's not how I work but they really gave that advice when you go to them for marital issues some pretty severe marital issues you know we just we could never agree on anything um jason was kind of already mentally out of the business he felt like we were spearfishing people um he just felt like it was really scammy and so i'm going to the the women so he's going to the guys and and i'm um, supposed to be counseling with the guys and they're telling him build the business man that's what you got to do you, you and your wife will be fine if you just build
0: the business. And like some of us were younger told than me too. Just right? once the money starts rolling in, he'll feel differently. Yeah. Incredible. Exactly. Incredible. You were told the same advice. So,
1: well, that that's what my husband was, was being told. And then I was counseling with the girls or, you know, and, and they'd be like, oh yeah, you know, that that's a big problem. You know, you, know, you just got to try a little harder, maybe read this book or whatever. And it was never, it was never solid advice. And it it got to this point where I was like, I've got to go get therapy. And of course they were totally against counseling because they're going to give you different advice than
0: what would actually benefit your right. Beneficial outside advice is not good when you're in a cult.
1: Exactly. And so, but I was just like, I'm going to do it. I don't care. Like my marriage has to, I I can't lose my marriage. I mean, and Amway is all about
0: family anyway. So like your marriage should be the most important thing that you're working on you know, without the Amway business at all. Like if that's what they really believe, then they should have been supportive of that decision.
1: Right. I know. And that's the thing is that they say family is the most important, but the most important thing is um, Amway is Amway.
0: Absolutely. That's that MLM double speak as well.
1: So I started going to a counselor because I just needed to, I had so much built up, like anger and issues with my husband I was just like I need to go to a therapist he started going to a therapist we were looking at to going to couples therapy and then I went to to talk to my upline again and you know kind of ask him a couple questions And they, they would be like you're going to a counselor you know you're getting advice from them now we're done you know like almost kind of saying well, why would we give you advice? You're getting your, your advice from somewhere else. And it was at that so point toxic. that it started just like kind of turning, um, you know, that the the big catalyst was talking to that one lady. But I would say part of the, the you know, turning away from MLM was realizing that, if we weren't getting our advice from them, they weren't going to have anything to do with us. And they really started writing us off. It went from, look at this couple. They're the power couple. For sure. They're going to be the next ones to move rock on. They're like Total rock stars to like, even at one time we were in um, one of our local meetings and our upline said, you know, honestly, there's people in this business who really shouldn't be in the business anymore. And I don't know why they're still in it. And I knew that he was talking about us. And my husband, knew he was talking about us and, and we're like, yeah, this is, they, they really don't want us here anymore. You know, we're time wasters for them. You know, we're, it's just, it it was, it was sad. We definitely towards the end felt unwanted, completely unwanted. (laughs) So,
0: and and so incredibly toxic. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're, when you deal with like a narcissist and you're like, you know, um, well, that thing you said didn't work out. Well, fine. I'll just never give you advice ever again then. Yeah. It's like, whoa, right? that's yeah. not
1: what I was saying, but okay. Very manipulative. No, that is
0: exactly what it was. Fine. Well, then you don't need me. Clearly you don't need me. So I'm just not ever going to help you again. And you're just like, yeah, I just, I really like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've no, heard that. <laughs> that's, I've heard that narcissistic attitude in my life so many times. <sighs> It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah. So that, I
1: mean, that was kind of just briefly on the bite model. Uh, you know. Well, then really obviously briefly, your
0: marriage is. You you got the counseling. You decided mm-hmm. clearly my marriage is more important than this cult. The cult yeah. is like we don't even want you anymore because you just you decided that you need outside help and we just can't mm-hmm. give it to you anymore. So was that like was the counseling and the way that they handled you guys trying to save your marriage? Uh, and, and, and again, like you said, like the lady that you sat next to, all of these were just compounding to the point where you were like, we're yeah. done. Yep. And yep. If, what was the final thing where you were like, now we're done when you finally said, okay, we're done. This is it. This is the final straw. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I would love. So that was, so the, the counseling was kind of the emotional disconnect when they were like, yeah, well, you're getting your advice from over there. So we really can't advise you on anything anymore. And then the whole, you know, it was like this slow shunning from them. So that was like an emotional start of the disconnect. And then a whole, like, this could be our future if we stay in, in this, you know, 16 years in the business and still in the same place. Like, I'm not, I'm not about that. And, but after that point, it was just, we stopped talking to them every day. I mean, cause we were talking to them every single day of our life. We stopped listening to the CDs. We just slowly kind of fizzled out. And then we found an amazing gym with actual friends who cared about us. And and we were like, this is great. Um, And actually it was really funny because we started going to this gym. We started making a lot of friends. It was a great place for us to feel like for the first time we were winning. We probably went a little crazy. We were like exercising like eight to 10 times a week. I mean, it was a little nuts sometimes. Uh, we were already out of balance because of Amway and we were just like, oh, let's be out of balance this way now. Right. So you're leaving
0: a cult and you're struggling to find like a new group to be a part of.
1: Yeah. So you're like,
0: you're going to go all in on this exercising thing, but it was at least in a healthier environment and not a cult. Exactly.
1: And we were stopping eating the, the, the bars and the excess and all that. We were feeling great.
0: Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something, something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy. And it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts? Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. Anyway, so you it was stopped really using funny. their products, and you're like, I actually feel better.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not kidding. You saw people get into the business, they looked great. Um, started eating the products, their face would break out, they would gain a bunch of weight. And I mean, That's there's nothing wrong detox with that. It was process,
0: just like- hun, Don't worry about it. It happens, it's just a detox. Um,
1: their hair got brittle. I mean, it was crazy. Um, but okay, so but 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 back to the gym. So we were still technically in it. We were still, you know, occasionally buying ditto, just maybe buying less. Talking to our upline, but talking to them way less. Was
0: talking your upline them, encouraging but... you to talk to your gym friends about the opportunity at this point too?
1: At that point, so, what, so this is the whole point behind that. We were very protective of the gym. In fact, there was another couple that came in that was a part of Worldwide Group in Amway. And they came into our gym and they started talking to people. Uh, and there, and uh, we were like, "No, this is like our safe." Oh, I just got a, an alarm reminding me to water my plants today. <laughs>
0: Sorry, don't forget. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, um, so we were like, no, "No, this is our safe spot. Like, this doesn't belong here." And it was at that point when we realized we're trying to protect something that's actually valuable and meaningful to us from this other part of our lives. That we're like, "Wow, okay. you know what?" let's just not go to the events. We're going to be done. We're going to cancel our membership. And at that point, it was less of a slow fizzle and more of a like, nope, we're done.
0: What we're done. a unique perspective you had as being that person that had been burned and was, has already seeing the negativity and the toxicity of the MLM. And you find this new friend group that has nothing to do with the MLM. And then someone from the other group comes in like, hey, and you're like, stop, absolutely yep. no. not we're gatekeeping this gym. You're a scammer. No we're getting out Get of the scam. Out. You're still in it. <laughs> You're not talking to our friends. You're not recruiting them. We're done. This is the yeah. last straw. Exactly. And that's exactly wow. what it was. And then you knew and for sure. You're like, I'm protecting these friends over these friends. Real I, friends. I know. Oh, it, right. It, yeah. It's yeah, like when it you was, don't know the difference between two things. And so you throw a coin in the air and you know exactly what you want. When you're like, I really hope it's heads. And you're like, that's, that's what I want. Exactly. Wow. What an interesting, what an interesting way to realize it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So at that point we were like, okay, we're, we're, and and trying to get our money back for the event. It was so funny. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, it didn't we did lose a lot of money on events that we didn't go to because we couldn't, you know, get, get that money back.
0: Right, that's and and Um, that's the thing that MLMs use called sunk cost fallacy, where it's like uh we've already paid for the ticket, Amanda. Just go to the event. Just spend that extra whatever on the plane ticket and the car rental and the food and the hotel and all this other stuff because you bought that hundred dollar ticket and you can't waste that hundred dollars. You should go. So you spend a thousand dollars more to not waste a hundred dollars. It's like buying things on sale that you don't need or will never wear just because it's a good deal. It's like no, yeah, stop, yeah. Don't spend any yeah. more money. Don't put good money into a bad car, is what I say. Right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah. So well, anyway, we were super happy to get out. And guess what? Our marriage got way better. Of course. It did. <laughs> after, of course after it we did. got out. So um, yeah, that's a that's I, I talked a lot, but that's that's great. I love great it. Part of our it. our experience and and um you know, I I think that's just something that's, that's really unique to Amway is is first of all, the lines of affiliation, um, you
0: know, they want you to only get their, their teaching. Well, just that they're already segregating you once you join Amway, they're like, you'll be best on this over here. It's
1: like a silo within a silo within a silo. And, you know, you're just a
0: little nesting doll.
1: Yeah. Huge echo chamber. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so being aware of that, that line of affiliation, understanding if somebody approaches you, you know, in Target, in Starbucks, wherever about their mentors, that that's really like, if I, if I truly had a mentor and I was, you know, really getting a lot of value about that, I'm not going to mention that to a stranger, you know, I'm not going to mention that to somebody that I've just formed a relationship with. And so we have definitely, you know, through our process out of MLM to healing, we've realized to look at things with a lot more critical eye, but then also just identify when we're in a vulnerable spot that we might be a little bit more susceptible um, to things. So, um, (laughs) you know, uh family giving you advice or or speaking into your life is not a bad thing you know you don't have to snip people out who have differing opinions than you
0: and i mean of all the people um, in the world that know you the best like i feel like your family and your best friends absolutely. are going to be the ones that are like girl you can't sell vitamins what are you doing <laughs> yeah but the, i mean like
1: you know, even, I mean, there's people who are successful at sales outside of an MLM and they get into it. And like I said before, sometimes it's just a subconscious thing that makes them just, yeah, but it's different, you know, it's, it's not legitimate. And I was just so consumed with, yes, but I need friends. I need mentorship. I need some direction in my life that I didn't even consider that consciously. Um, And then uh, another thing I would love to discuss or explore or hear explored more is just the process because for me I had been told for so long that you're supposed to hate your job um that right. you're supposed to you're supposed so to be weird. dissatisfied if you have a nine to five um you're supposed to be dissatisfied if there's a ceo above you but the uh, you know y- y- you don't have to be but it took me a good year before I learned to get that thought out of my mind because I love, I love what I do. I have a lot of fun and, um, and I, I love, you know, taking ownership of a job and making it something of my own and, and, and putting my creativity into it. I don't want to own my own business and I'm fine with that. You know, I don't want to take that risk, a real business, you know, that's, that's a lot. And I respect people who do that. And I think that's wonderful. I'm happy with being in a job and there's nothing wrong. With having a job and being satisfied with it so and that took a long time to get into that mindset of it's okay it's okay to have a job it's okay to to love what you do it's okay if it's you know um, not your own business so
0: anyway yeah it's, yeah. it's okay it really is yeah. okay to not have to be the ceo yeah you know what a weird world it would be if we were all ceos you know yeah. there's there's a reason that there's different kinds of jobs. Yeah. Because things need to run. Like I'm yeah. sorry not everyone can be the CEO of everything. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. There has to be people that are mechanics to fix cars and there has to be people that make food at restaurants and there have to be people that work at grocery stores. They can't all be CEOs.
1: We exactly. just can't all be
0: CEOs. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yeah, so it's so incredible. Um, so I don't know if you saw my Instagram post that was up just recently about the hourly rates. I did the hourly yes. rates, and Amway was the winner at two dollars and fifty cents an hour. But what I thought was so funny, with a big and I say that asterisk, with a gigantic <laughs> asterisk, as has as, as a, a little, um, it's only the top fifty percent. So the bottom 50%, they don't even give any information, which is where the majority of people are. And I will say, um, like that top 50%, it it was, it was minute percentages, very small. Mm
1: -hmm. And, and the
0: majority of the people that are making, I mean, I was just like $2 and 50 cents is not even great at all, even though it was the highest, but then there's that asterisk that this is only the top half, the bottom half makes less. (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. like, and the people were like, wait, I thought it was going to be zero. And I said, this is before expenses. This is before taxes. This is, yeah, this is exactly. based on the yearly figure they give as exactly. a great opportunity. Exactly. Who would it want exactly. $500 extra a year? That's a $500 raise. And I was like, it's a dollar an hour. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Exactly. You're putting in so much work for nothing. It's literally slave labor, it's yeah, literally prison wages. <laughs>
1: Mhm exactly exactly i mean it's absolutely unbelievable I mean, they, they would you know tell us the figures and we'd be like yeah but we're that 1% well guess what in a room of 10,000 not everybody's the 1% you know it's just it's quite crazy i i don't know i i can't believe that we fell for i i fell for it for so long my husband kind of figured that out before and that caused a lot of arguments and That was just silly. But anyway, and then, of course, there's the whole thing that Ponziomics goes into about um, how involved Amway is in government, you know, whether that's, you know, DeVos or Van Andel was
0: Chamber of of Commerce. Uh Yeah, DeVos Uh, was in Reagan's administration and Mm -hmm. Jay Van Andel was was the head of the United States Chamber of Commerce in 19... 80 starting with Reagan's presidency. Here's the funny thing. So Amway was founded in 1959. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happened was there was this company before, if you've read Ponzi and Amish, you know the story called Neutralite. And Neutralite was the very first multi-level marketing company of, of any time, of all time. Mm-hmm. The very first one, Neutralite. They sold like hand-pressed alfalfa pellets as vitamins. And it was a massive pyramid scheme. Like the whole thing was a pyramid scheme. Um, Jay Van Andel and uh, Richard DeVos joined Neutralite and they were distributors for Neutralite and they were working the business in Neutralite and they decided that they could do a better job and they took 5,000 people with them. That was their downline in Neutralite. They had 5,000 distributors. They took those 5,000 distributors and they went over and they started their own company called the American Way or Amway. In 1959, um, so it wasn't even until 20 years later, in 1979, that the FTC um, that the FTC sued them for being a pyramid Mm -hmm. scheme, which is that big, huge, famous case that everybody says, well, Mm -hmm. we're not a pyramid scheme because the MTC said we couldn't be. And there's all kinds of drama as to why that actually happened. It wasn't actually a judge. It was like a, Mm -hmm. like a certain kind of judge that barely looked at the evidence and said, this looks like a business. You guys are business anyway, next case. I mean, very like, it should have been a bigger thing than it was. And it wasn't. Um, but then the really funny thing that happened was Amway then said, we're just going to buy Neutralite. And they absorbed the illegal business of Neutralite into Amway. And I believe Neutralite is still a leg and a, and a brand within the Amway family. Bought it every Neutralite, month. Neutralite is still in Amway. Bought
1: it every single month. Took all, right. I, it took like a giant handful of pills. I looked like I had 18 chronic diseases. Like, that's how many vitamins I took because, you know, we had to spend $2,000 every
0: month, you know. I mean, and that's what I think is so funny because Amway is like, Neutralite was the pyramid scheme. And I'm like, so why did you buy it then? Why did Mm -hmm. you absorb it into your company? Yeah. Um, And and yeah, ever since 1979, when it was Mm -hmm. deemed legal, then pyramid schemes disguised as multi-level marketing companies have been mm-hmm. legal in the United States and then also all over the world now because of mm-hmm. that. Um, and Ronald Reagan and his Ronald Reagan-nomics and his, it, it goes right with Ponzi-nomics and mm-hmm. put put these scammers in high positions of the government. Trickle down economics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Trickle down. Oh, geez. I wonder what that mm-hmm. sounds like. Huh? Hmm. Kind of like a pyramid scheme.
1: Not only did they legitimize MLMs from that, but they also um, set requirements for what is a pyramid scheme and what's not a p- pyramid scheme, and I'm pretty sure Amway said, "Okay, well, here's the requirement that makes it a pyramid scheme or not a pyramid scheme." So they set the requirement, and then they never enforced the requirements. Yeah, well, I mean, so you're literally no telling
0: regulation me for it, right? You're literally mm-hmm. telling me that you were in this leg of Amway that didn't even sell anything. There's no yeah. product to sell other than mentorship. Which yeah. is not a product; it's a service. Yeah, which is one of the one of the cornerstones of being a pyramid scheme is not having a product. Yeah, well, I mean, the products were there;
1: we were all buying the products from Amazon. Right. But what you're we not selling them to anyone else;
0: you're just exactly. selling them to yourself and using well, them. We were supposed to sell
1: fifty PV worth, which would have been like hundred and fifty dollars, which is like a like laundry detergent and a couple of tubes of toothpaste. You know, so you could sell that to your, your family pretty easily, but I guarantee most people just said that they were selling to customers and recorded it oh, that well, way. and didn't actually, actually did yeah. it because again, we weren't focused on selling. Like yeah. I would ask my upline, like how, how do I sell to customers? You know, I know that we need that 50 PV, um, to, to, cause you don't, you don't, if you don't say that you're getting customer volume, then technically you don't get paid out on your bonuses um you only get the wholesale retail difference but you don't get any bonuses and so um it was actually really funny there was one one time that i actually did sell to a couple of customers and i did get the bonus and i was like oh this is like ten dollars more like what is this this is ridiculous it was like not even enough to to legitimize spending all of that effort to to sell to a customer So, um, but yeah, so you had to technically do that, but you could also just go into the site. It is so easy to do and just say, yeah, I sold the customers and get it like shipped somewhere or say that it shipped to you and then you hand delivered it or whatever. And so it means so easy to do it. So I guarantee a lot of people just said that they were selling to customers, but not actually doing it so that they could focus on quote unquote, selling the mentorship.
0: So. Wow. One of my favorite stories about Amway in the book Ponzionomics um, is about how they were the reason that China joined the World Trade Organization and really screwed American uh, uh, business pretty bad because then tons of people were like, well, we'll just manufacture in China. It's way easier now that China's open. Um, but the whole wow. main reason for even inviting China into the World Trade Organization at all was the DSA's insistence of opening this up because China is a capitalist country now. I mean, it has capitalist pockets in this mm-hmm. communist country. And wouldn't Amway be such a great partner to create oh. the American dream in China? Because there's 1 billion people we haven't even recruited yet. And so uh, that I mean, that's a whole nother episode of a podcast for a whole nother time, which I probably will eventually get into. But I wrote down these statistics. In 2006, which was right after the world trade, this was like everything happened, like in the right after Bush. um, uh. Uh, I, I, right after Clinton, actually, I'm sorry, not after Clinton mm-hmm. between Clinton and Bush is when this whole world trade organization thing happened. It started in Clinton. It, it oh, like finished
1: in Bush, So the early two thousands. Th- yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: The early two mm-hmm. thousands is when this was happening. And you know, we're in, in a war. I think a lot of people weren't even worried about the world trade organization. Cause we were, no. <laughs> cause you know, like Back things were happening it, and yeah. it was just, you know, just bad stuff. Uh, bad things were happening. So, um, in, um, in 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 2006 china had 180,000 reps amway reps 180,000 amway reps not mlm reps Gosh. amway reps in china wow. in 2006 so that was like just a couple of years after that it happened 180,000 wow. they had 104 amway stores i don't know what that means are there amway stores oh, i've never seen an amway 140 store. amway stores in china And over 2 billion in sales. My God. Two years later, they had 20,000 less reps because I'm thinking some of them figured it out. They had 160 still. I don't know how many people left and joined in those two years. Quite a lot, I'm assuming. But at this point, now they had added another 100 stores. They had 237 stores at this time in China, and they were at 3 billion in revenue. In just two years, they generated a whole other billion in revenue. That's incredible. So
1: I, I, you're saying these numbers, and it makes me think, because as China is going up, Amway remained about the same. They must have been losing business in America at the time.
0: And so China was really good for them. huh. Yeah, and then, then China was like, wait a second, these are scams. This is, mm-hmm. this is a giant scam. Our, our people are being bankrupt and losing all this money. These are scams. We're banning MLMs. And then Amway was like, <laughs> here's some money. You meant American MLMs um, are fine, right? Just the Chinese MLMs are banned and everyone else, but the American MLMs are fine, right? Here's a little bit more money, um, right? And they're like, yes, okay, yes. American MLMs are fine. And they banned all other MLMs. Wow. And a lot of times like Amway has also done things like, um, will help other MLMs be sued and taken down as pyramid schemes because it helps Amway <laughs> to go, well, them, they're a pyramid scheme. See, we're not a pyramid scheme where we would have been shut down too, but them, Vemma, they're a pyramid scheme. And that's why Vema was shut down. Or that's why this company is having these problems mm-hmm. because they're pyramid schemes. And if we were a pyramid scheme, we would be having them too, but we're not because we're not having them. See, you see how we're legitimate? So that's the other thing that Amway does. Are
1: legal. That's
0: the <laughs> yeah. other thing that Amway does with the DSA yeah. is they help take wow. down other MLMs as an example. Like they're a pyramid that's scheme crazy. and we're not. Isn't that gross? All of this is in Ponzi I can't wait until you get to those parts and you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's I'm incredible. so
1: excited. Like I said, it's it's my nightly reading. I'm so excited. We just got the the book in the mail not too long ago, and. Jason and I are cuddling down and and reading it together. It's like our nighttime bedtime story. It's it, it's ridiculous, but we're so, so excited.
0: Much. About it. Like I I did that. I looked in the index to see how many times Amway was mentioned in Ponzinomics When we joined on this call, I was counting it. Forty one yes. times. Forty one times. There's forty one different like page notations of how many times Amway is mentioned in Ponzinomics. I was like, what? It's insane. Ponzinomics is great. I talk about it all the time. I did that review with Savvy. It's fantastic. Get the book like Amanda did. Get the book like I did. Highlight the crap yes. out of it. Read it whenever you can. Um, I think it, I told Robert that I think it should be required reading in any economics class, high school and college
1: for the people and any
0: business class to read this, because if you want to be an MLM, you should know what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want, I want to say thank you for talking to me. I know we've been talking forever, like I, I, I know. knew this, I knew that Amway <laughs> would go forever. I just knew it. Um, um, I'm going to ask you these, these rapid fire questions and then I'll let okay. you get along with your day. It's okay. a beautiful day outside here in, in Southern California right California. now. California, so what get. we pay for. Right. Okay. <laughs> so rapid fire questions at the end of the show. One word that encompasses how you feel about MLM. Prison. <laughs> oh, 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 wow! Okay, yes. yes. <laughs> one warning to someone wanting to join an MLM.
1: Um, a warning. Um, uh, just investigate. Uh, uh, vet vet people. I I don't know. I mean, there's there's so much that I'd want to say to them. <laughs> to the one warning, um, just don't cut people who love you out of your life, um, because they have the best advice to give you.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like this one's going to be obvious, but the worst MLM in your opinion.
1: Oh, I am it started at all. Um, you know, they, they pretend like they're the elite to, of the elite, but really, you know, not being on Instagram just means you're further isolated,
0: you know, so not weird being that on they to- don't encourage social media. Like how else are you going to promote it's it? Like
1: Exactly. You go out every single night
0: of your life. You talk to people like out to flyers face. and business cards and, and geez. Um crazy. The hardest lesson you learned while in MLM. Um,
1: the hardest lesson that I learned is uh, that not everybody has good advice to give and you have to protect your marriage above all. Like We have figured out that we would live in a cardboard box together
0: if need be in order to protect our marriage. Really? Yeah. And then, like I said earlier in the episode, the positive takeaway, what is a positive takeaway that you figured out in MLM that you still use to this day?
1: Um, I, like I said, one of the books that they had us read, I, this is still my favorite book to this day, or one of them is called extreme ownership. And I've just applied that to a lot of other areas in my life, including, you know, taking extreme ownership for when I'm leaving an MLM and taking ownership for the fact that, you know, I kind of was scammy to other people and, you know, taking ownership for, um, my own success and my own ways and, and my relationship with my husband and with my dogs and with my friends, um, you know, I, I do think that is, is valuable um, and it, it doesn't require toxic positivity to just, you know, take some responsibility and, um, you know, you can take responsibility and get yourself out of an MLM too.
0: <laughs> yeah, It doesn't always have to be sunshine and rainbows. It's okay. Yeah. There, there are ups yeah. and downs and
1: just yeah. own it,
0: just own it. You know, if you're going to make a decision, yeah. own it, yeah, exactly. take responsibility exactly. and it's, o- it's okay to apologize too, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. There's plenty of people that I have apologized to for my experiences with them while
0: I was in Aimway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also done that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, man, what an incredible, like what a crazy insight into an MLM that like, I'm so familiar with, but like literally clearly wasn't because I had no idea about some of the things that they teach you and expect you to do. That's I'm so happy yeah. you're out. And I'm so happy that you, you, that you saw it for what it was. And I'm so happy that you even decided to talk to me and share your story. I guarantee that this will help people. So that should make you feel really great. The last episode that we did, the last survivor story that, that just went live, um, like three or four days later, she emailed me and said that her good friend, dear friend had listened to it, had realized that she was in the same cycle And sent her an email and said, I'm quitting color street. And she messaged me and sent me the screenshot and she goes, we got one. So I'm telling you that this podcast is helping people. This podcast is opening people's eyes. People are realizing it's not just me. It is the whole system. Listening to survivor stories like yours, Amanda, it's just so incredible. You are going to help so many people. You're going to be this lollipop moment that I talk about. You're not even going to know how many people you help. And it's such a great feeling. So thank well, you so it, much for being vulnerable and talking with me about all this stuff. I know it was hard. Absolutely No,
1: you know, and thank you and, and everybody who's out there putting content out. I know you get haters all the time for it, but you guys are the ones putting this information out there so that it can be heard by others. So the big thanks goes to you, to Savvy, to Josie, to Haley, all those people who have really helped me, you know, kind of, get out uh, my anger at first and then my, uh, just, just feel normal for what I went through. So you guys are the real uh, VIPs for
0: sure. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank Um, you. I, leaving I think MLM, stop, but
1: sometimes you got to stop. Yeah, I get it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Leaving MLM really is like leaving an abusive relationship or a bad situation yeah. or, or yeah. losing someone. It, you really do go through those processes of grief. I went through the yeah. anger. I was so angry. I was so mad. I was like, everyone is going to know about this. Um, yeah. And you go through it, so I, I also remind people that if that's normal as well. Going yeah. through that, just try not mm-hmm. to stay in that phase as, as long as uh, as people do, because exactly. once you, you get out accepting. of the anger and you get into like the acceptance, <laughs> and and you start, you go, oh, and then you can help people, and it's really fantastic. So yeah. again, thank you, thank you for spending your Friday morning you. with me. Yeah, you oh, were, you're so wow. lovely and wonderful. Um, <laughs> you are too. Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.